Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. This is the Situation Room. So, Akio Mtata was a guest uh, on the show this past hour and he has left us with a message for our next guest. And our next guest is the chairman of the Public Accounts Committee of the National Assembly, the nominated member of parliament, John Badi. He is the immediate former leader of the minority in the National Assembly. This man understands what happens in that house. Okay. And the chairman of ODM. And he's also the chairman, yes, the chairman of, of the second largest don't, party don't in don't the forget. National Assembly. Yes. How, how, how is that? How is that? <laughs> don't just call it ODM. Relative, <laughs> don't forget that. Make sure you remember that. The second largest parliamentary political party yes. in the country today. Karibu mm-hmm. Mwashimiwa. Thank you. You're well? I'm well, and you? We are well, very well, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Tunashukuru, tunasukuma. Thank you, and you as well? Ndu is well. Oh, okay, good. Yes. Muga. Yes, sir. How have you been? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes. Very good. City, right. please give Moshimiwa the day's proverb. Yes, our proverbs for the whole of this week come from the Republic of Malawi. Hmm? Okay. Don't use an axe to do embroidery. Huh? Don't <laughs> use an axe to do embroidery. That if you can, <laughs> you can that. <laughs> what do you understand from this proverb? What are they saying, the Malawians? No, I don't know. Don't use an axe to do embroidery. Embroidery? You can just you understand. You know, you if you if some, everything has its use. That's the way I understand it. Mm. Correct. Everything has its use. So make sure you use it correctly mm. where it should be used. Correct tool for the correct something. job. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. How do you interpret that now in everyday living? In everyday living, I would uh, uh, use it uh, where I would say make sure that you do things at the right time. Mm-hmm. What you should do in the morning, do it in the morning. If you uh, wait to do it in the evening you may find that is now not the appropriate time yes, and the relevant time, time is not appropriate very yes. good very good makes sense mm. it makes sense so there's a lot that's happening parliament is back and everybody's looking at uh, what will be happening in parliament of course it's budget month you will be discussing the budget estimates and approving the budget the government's expenditure for the next year and then you will be discussing the finance bill and approving the budget's sources of revenue for the next year. Of course, the finance bill is the hot potato item. Everybody's talking about it because it's talking about how much the government will be getting from us. Yeah. And there's been all this conversation about does, in fact, the last hour when we were having this conversation with Okiom Tata, he's gone to court and you know he's taken this matter to court. But he's also saying the National Assembly, the way it is right now, the way it's constituted, our political system, the way it is, just mashed potato. That the National Assembly cannot stop the will of the executive from passing. Do you agree? 
Yeah, to some extent I agree, uh, but I don't want to restrict it to just National Assembly. It's the Parliament. And I'm saying that because Okeo Mtata sits in the Senate. Mm. The Parliament as currently, presently constituted, cannot effectively hold the executive to account. Why? Because the executive has forced majority in both houses. Mm. I say forced because the people of Kenya, actually in the National Assembly, the people of Kenya did not give Kenya Kwanzaa majority in the National Assembly. Actually, they gave us a Laumoja majority. But you know, our um, politics is not so clinical. Uh, our politics is still messed up. Mm. I don't know, I don't want to use this word maturing democracy because we have misused it. We became a multi-party democracy again in 1991. That's quite some years ago. Mm. And so, if we are still giving excuses, over 30 years, if we are still giving excuses that we are maturing, I don't know when we'll mature. We had majority in the Azimio, mm. comfortable numbers. But now, immediately, Kenya Kwanzaa was pronounced as the winner of elections, controversially, of course. Then, the next thing you saw was a number of MPs selected under Azimio moving, some even irregularly. In fact, all of them started moving irregularly, including mm. uh, the UDM, mm. uh, which had to uh, formalize move is their, their breakaway the exit. later, mm. uh, their exit later. But they started, they exited illegally, even before the time that was allowed, the law uh, elapsed. So, lapsed. So, now where we are is you have a number of political parties which are supporting or which were elected under or which were under the umbrella of Azimio, mm. joining Kenya Kwanzaa. That, as if that is not enough, Jubilee, which is still very strongly and firmly in, 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 in strong and firmly in, 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 in Azimio, or is still under Azimio, a number of the MPs have broken away, and, and regularly so. Mm. Uh, as if that is not even enough, Kenya Kwanzaa has decided even to raid the leading political party under Zimio, ODM, and get some MPs from even unlikely quarters now kind of supporting um, the Kenya Kwanzaa uh, principles and policies. Mm. Uh, some of them have even difficulty, I will not mention, difficulty on what do we do now? Mm. Do we vote for this financial uh, finance bill or not? Mm. Uh, because you see the president is threatening those who will not. In fact, his deputy was categorical that if you don't support the finance bill, don't expect roads, read development mm. in your constituency. Something unthinkable, unheard of in a democracy such as ours. <laughs> and then the president follows it the following day. Uh, instead of correcting that mess, the president the following day says, I want to see, without elaborating, mm. I want to see those who are going to uh, vote against. And then he hides behind uh, that... Those are the people who don't want it's employment. Accounta it's accountability for, for now, to the people. Um, if you ask me, we are in very difficult times. Mm. I think uh, it is evident that um, Kenya Kwanzaa is really showing its true colors even before one year is, out, is gone. Mm. Dictatorship. And so you don't expect, we have been in some conversation, informal of course, with our colleagues. In fact, a number of them were like, we want to absent ourselves that day. Uh, but I was telling them, you don't have to. I remember when we were passing 
VAT on petroleum products at 8%. Remember, we rejected that amendment. Yeah. It came from the executive the same way at 16%. Mm. We rejected it resoundingly. And um, when it went to the president, the president returned it, said he's returning it with the memorandum. Mm. We threatened to shoot it down. The president had to enter into some negotiation with us and uh, reduce the percentage to 16%. To 8. So to 8%. Mm. And there were conditions that we, are, we gave the president then which were not fulfilled anyway, a number of them were not fulfilled, mm. but we gave conditions for supporting the 8%. But a number of our members, including those of who are in ODM, in NASA, ETC, mm. broke away. Okay. And parliament almost got two-thirds for the first time. Remember, uh, Latif, uh, Muga, and, and Du, the only time I can remember in the recent past when we got two-thirds two in parliament, was when we were anchoring the national accord mm. to the constitution mm. that was in 2008 yep. that's the only time and you know the circumstances that made us realize that yep. and that threshold was almost realized in 2018. On, this, on 2018 that shows you that the parliament then was a little independent but today and after the president's speech in narok i don't see in fact many of the mps who are expressing reservations when they came from state house i don't know what they were told mm -hmm. a number of them have just shifted and saying now some of them are even praising the bill some of them are saying what do we do we have to pass it anyway i know that uh, there is little to expect from Pali from the national assembly in terms of rejecting this bill uh, but we, as who are opposed to it we'll have to help to put our points across. But isn't that a sad state of affairs, Moishimua, to say that there's little to expect from Parliament, an independent house? Look, we understand that the, the, the musings around all of this and the politics that are being played in a political arena um, are quite some. But here we are, and the Kenyans are looking up to uh, their elected representatives in the yeah. National Assembly yes. to do something. And here we are saying that... Uh, Parliament is behaving like lily-livered individuals and not going to be able to stand up to what they think would be the right thing to do because there is, number one, a forced majority. Number two, there is a threat of underdevelopment in their regions hanging over their heads if they don't do something. And because the executive seems to have captured Parliament yet again and we're saying, well, you know, that's just how it is. Um, we, there's nothing we can do. I think that's very sad for Kenyans who are looking yeah. at Parliament and saying we elected these individuals to at least speak for us and represent us. And here, Parliament is essentially putting up their hands and saying, "Yeah, well, it's going to pass because we have no choice." Actually, it's not throwing our hands in the air. Yeah, but you are right. Mm. What I think Kenyans need to do is to put more pressure, pile more pressure on your elected representatives. Mm. You know, when you are representative of the people and we agree with you, you are supposed to speak for the people, those people. You are supposed to say what they would say in that house. But that, at times, we tend to follow what our political leaders say at the expense of the public. We've been told it's unconstitutional. And, um, and, and, and as leadership, mm. you have a responsibility to advise. Yes. And I would not come here and say how much times I advised my party leader, but there are times I've, had, I've advised him, including this matter of petroleum. Mm. If you remember when the news came out that the president had rejected it i was the first one to address press conference in mombasa i was in mombasa then and i said i am going to lead uh, the process of overriding the president's memorandum mm. 
and uh, later even when now we were discussing this my party leader called me at around 11 in the night and told me we have to discuss this matter and see how best to handle it yeah. we are not just going to support what the president says but we also but, do not want to reject so then we had a meeting mm -hmm. and we agreed that as a bare minimum it can be halved that is the worst we can accept mm. and halving it to eight percent must come with conditions that the government has to put austerity measures to cut on expenditure and to reduce borrowings and those the president actually agreed to that mm. so what i'm saying in the an president action, agreed he agreed yes and he made some attempts in fact if you look at uh, the budgets since then you could see a reduction in terms of budget deficit mm. but again i want to tell you i was a minority leader then the majority leader doesn't have just to take what the president gives him mm. he needs to advise the president i wish we could get to the details of this bill you know the problem i see in the discussion around this bill is that we have picked only two items mm. and that is what kenyans are talking about the housing uh, the, the national housing uh, development fund levy which yeah. is being introduced yeah. by amending the employment law or the employment act and that is only found in clause 76 mm. but this bill has 84 clauses if you remove clause which one which is the title mm. there are 83 clauses so there's so much in this in fact i will maybe speak to a few of them mm. later if you allow me mm. now it is his duty and then people are only talking about petroleum yeah they're 16 percent from eight percent but there are number there are several issues. other issues. there are several other issues Indeed. there are yeah. amendments to income tax yeah. a lot of which are very harmful start with the turnover tax i think that has also been talked about yeah. mm -hmm. today if this bill passes it means that someone who is whose total sales per day is 1370 will qualify to be taxed yeah. this is the ordinary mamamboga the ordinary person who is selling in the kiosks the the, the suites in the kiosks and you are taxing that person at three percent up from one percent which president uru left mm. And you have brought the threshold to three percent of that one thousand yes and that is found in clause nine yeah and clause 24 of this bill mm. another thing that i think i need to mention right away if, before well, let me leave the, the income tax a bit and mm. go to the vat value-added tax immediately this bill passes yeah mm. under clause 28 mm. of this bill is the petroleum product mm. clause 30 is talking about insurance compensation mm. now if your vehicle if you get involved in accident and insurance company compensates you which is an indemnity indemnity is supposed to restore you back to where you are yeah. mm. that now becomes an income in the definition of kenya kwanza government how does insurance compensation become an income it is a compensation yeah and then that is going to be taxed at 16 percent. so it means if you are given two million you have to lose 16 percent of that which is 320 uh, thousand shillings mm. out of the two million you'll only now have one million six hundred and eighty and it's all insurance million yes that is all this is just insurance all insurance health all insurance no it's actually talking about property okay uh, and, and and those so general about. insurance yeah general insurance okay. in the event border border mm. who gets involved in, a, in an accident an accident and uh, the, the the bicycle is 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 is, is broken and then is compensated by insurance company will have to shed off 16 percent what kind of uh, law is that 
Yeah, yeah. I will not talk about clause 31, which is the imported uh, digital services, mm. but I will go to clause 33 of this bill. Very harmful. You find there all construction materials for tourism and recreational facilities are now going to be subjected to to VAT. Mm. Now the question is, have we recovered in okay. terms of tourism sector after COVID? The other thing that is there, Mesfla, cassava, and Whitford. In fact, we have we are saying. We are asking the problem that Kenya Kwanzaa has with unga. <laughs> they don't want the price of unga to come down. <laughs> it is being it is being removed from zero rated to exempt. I don't know whether Latif you have a problem with the, knowing the difference between zero rated Please and explain. exempt. Please no, explain. What unga. is the difference really? The difference is simple. Zero rated, the first uh, part of it, uh, the uh, first zero. answer is zero rated is cheaper. Commodities that are zero rated are cheaper than exempt. Why? Because in exempt, you don't claim input tax. Mm. When a commodity is zero rated, you claim input tax. Give me one minute, I explain to you further. This Please. table, mm. Mm -hmm. for example, if it was zero rated, right? Yeah. If it is zero rated, it means you, let me start with exempt. If it is exempt, it means that this table, I bought you it don't at, pay, at wh bob. whoever is buying it from me, mm. if I'm selling it, mm. will not pay tax yes. if it is exempt. But there are parts that were used to do this table. Mm. There was the timber, mm. there were the nails, ETC. If I paid VAT on those ones, if it is exempt, I don't claim the VAT that I paid. You can't if claim it is zero anything that, you, you that I used. And yet you actually paid VAT, VAT on those VAT. ones. You paid yes. VAT on the screws and the rivets. Exactly. Okay. But now if it is zero rated, I will claim the VAT that I paid on the parts that made this table. I will not charge VAT, but I also claim VAT. Mm. That is zero rated. If it is exempt, I don't charge VAT, but I don't claim. Now, that means now that, what, in that VAT that I don't claim mm. will now be passed to one the inch consumer. to the consumer. If it is unga, for you to produce unga, mm. you must have bought. So you bought maize? Maize and anything. And that you have the whatever grain you need. All those things. And then you have If the it is zero rated, mm -hmm. it means I will not charge VAT on the unga that I sell, but I will also go back and claim any VAT that I paid on what went into that unga. Now for exempt, I will not claim those ones. Who will shoulder that burden? The person who is going to cook Ugali. Mm. Now that is where, that is what now Kenya Kwanzaa is telling us. Mm. I will give you another example. Sugar can fl uh, transportation to the factories, mm. to the milling factories, is now going to be vertible. It's going to currently you don't pay VAT on transportation of sugar cane. One of the reasons why our sugar cannot compete effectively in the in the region, why our sugar is more expensive, mm. why we have to import more sugar, mm. is because we are producing expensively. Yeah. Now, the moment you start adding costs to the production of sugar, and then you go to Mumias and Transoia, uh, I mean, uh, to, uh, yes, uh, you go and to Transoia and the Mumias, and you go to Sony during campaigns, and you tell them, we are going to revive, the, revive these factories. How do you revive them when you are making their cost of production of sugar more expensive than it is in the region? You are simply killing those. So there is a lot in this. I will tell you, that um, uh, even hosto uh, specialized hostels, we have all along ex uh, uh, zero rated anything for construction of specialized hostels. Mm -hmm. Now we are taking away that. What are you telling us? The last one, clause 34, 
pharmaceuticals mm. agricultural uh, pro, uh, inputs like fertilizer like agricultural Seed. pest control pest yeah pest control fertilizers and manu- and raw materials used in the manufacture of fertilizer have all, all along been zero rated now that is being taken away then ruto is saying he wants to make fertilizer cheaper by he's subsidizing attitude why do you make it more expensive and and subsidize spend, spend public funds to, to subsidize it. and the same person who is doing all this uh, allow me just to give another one example on exercise duty mm. and that is clause 43 of this bill Munga, you can see you're looking at me. I hope I'm not blowing off your head. <coughs> no, I'm but let me just finish. I am listening to you with my eyes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see, uh, the clause 43 on excise duty, mm. I want to pick just two items and do parallels. Mm. The first item is, actually there are three items. The first item is mobile money transfer. The majority of Kenyans now transact business through mobile money transfer. You are increasing excise duty from 12% to 15% on that. Mm. Yet money bank transfers, which basically those who own bank accounts and those who can transfer money electronically mm. are not so many mm. as compared to mobile money. Mm. And they are at least in terms of, if we have to weigh them, a little bit elitist compared to the poor person who is sending money through mobile money. Mm-hmm. You are lowering the uh, bank excise money on bank transfer, transfer is lower is lower excise on mobile money transfer is, is going, going up. up by three percent and then you are removing tax on helicopters <laughs> so what, what, what which policy is this which is a paper friendly policy it is and digital content that? creators mm. your children now mm. digital content creators you look at what they are doing with the clause 2 of the bill the digital content creators what they call digital content monetization mm. and social media influencers people who are trying to make a living by trying to be very creative mm. digitally now you have to pay withholding tax and you know this withholding tax is not based on profit they are not even asking you how much did you incur to it's create content it is on gross on gross income My friend, are we not heading to tough times? And you know what we are being told? Eh. I hope this is not turning into a monologue. What we are being told, Muga, is that we are doing this so that we don't borrow. But is there evidence? And we are doing this so that the monenchi can benefit. Yes. Mm. And can I ask you, mm. is there evidence that, that we are not, not borrow. that borrowings have gone down? Oh, no. I have statistics. I and have compared you know i take my time to look at this financial i have looked at the borrowing from september mm. last year or the debt stock of this country mm. in september our debt total debt stock both external and internal and domestic, and domestic. Mm. were 8.7 trillion i would say that is probably the time we left office mm-hmm. today end of march i'm not even i've not even gone to june mm. end of march it's 9.39 the increase is 689 billion shillings mm. and it is broken down i would even tell you how much is from commercial banks how much is from uh, from bilateral how much is from multilateral 
I have them here. What's a bigger percentage? Is it that commercial is or multilateral? Six hundred. It is bilateral. Bilateral is more. Yes, two hundred and something is bilateral. Mm -hmm. I have it. I wish I could read it, but that is not enough. Compare that similar period when Uhuru was in the office. See, they have been saying Uhuru was borrowing more. Mm. When Uhuru was in the office, September 2021 and March 2022, compare that. Is it the same period as September 2022 and March 2023? The increase in debt stock was 405 billion. John Bardi is a nominated member of parliament. He's the chairman of ODM. He is also the chairman of the National Assembly Public Accounts Committee. Uh, we're talking about the finance bill. He has very many issues he's raising about the finance bill and concerns. And also talking about the confidence that he does not have in the National Assembly members actually standing up to speak against this bill. But you've seen it happen before. And the question is, people who've been elected to represent us in the National Assembly and the power that we have given this institution called Parliament through the Constitution that it is the budget-making body of the country. Why would it fail in its duty? And what should we do to Parliament if we feel that Parliament has failed to do its work? Well, if Parliament fails, if your member of Parliament fails as an individual, you know what to do. It is simple. You will vote that member out. Mm -hmm. Kenyans, the problem we have is uh, we have short memory. Uh, the time elections come, we now start judging our members of parliament differently. Uh, you know, this, this should uh, demonstrate. Sometimes we use attendance to funerals, contributions to other social events as a, a measure of who an effective member of parliament should be. Mm. But we should know that a member of parliament's major responsibility is to legislate. Mm. And if you have a member of parliament who doesn't have the capacity to internalize and appreciate legislation, then it's a problem, it's a challenge. But collectively, if parliament fails, then the people of Kenya have the recourse. They can now recall the delegated uh, responsibility or the delegated power that is given to members of parliament and exercise it directly. That That is provided for in the constitution. But is it but actually practically possible to do what you've just said? It is to recall yeah, an MP. It is to recall. No, recalling an MP is not practically possible. I will tell you, mm. because we made it very difficult. Uh, first, for you to recall your member of parliament, it has to be after two two years after election, and two years before another election. Meaning you only have one year, and uh, the reasons or grounds must be economic crime. Mm. So, if your member of parliament does not do what you want him to do. You have no recourse. But what I was talking about is uh, recalling the power that is mm. delegated to the to institution, institution of parliament, parliament. by the people. Explain that. How exactly do I do that? How by, do I by, recall the power that I've delegated but we have, to you? But we have seen uh, the public uprising. We have seen demonstrations. We have seen people saying now parliament does not represent us. Parliament has been put under siege before. I remember uh, people came to parliament with pigs. Mm. Yeah, that, that means the people are now recalling uh, the, the, the power that is delegated. We are telling you, you don't represent us anymore. But I'm not saying that that is what we can do at the moment. We can express ourselves the way we have. I wish we had a listening uh, leadership. Mm. But we don't have a listening leadership if you see from the body language and what these uh, guys say.
But this is not a new thing, Mwishimua. For somebody to come in, and hear me out, for somebody to come in and be very comfortable to speak in the manner in which he did, which everybody seems to have taken issue with, then there must be the understanding that he can. You don't just wake up in the morning and say, well, let me go and speak to Parliament, the members of Parliament in this manner. There is the understanding that over time, this is the way Parliament has behaved. So that is why he was very comfortable to be able to say it. Yeah, because is that not, is it not because it is habitual in nature for Parliament to act just like this? If you look at some of the leaders in this country, Mm. and I will not be specific because I don't want to be uh, biased here, you will find most of the experienced MPs are dropped at the party primaries Mm. in certain political parties. They want people who they can easily blackmail. And that is why you will find members are called to state house and not allowed space to discuss, but rather they are told what to do. Before he spoke the way he did in Narok, mm. there was a state house PG meeting. And in that meeting, they were told what they should do. And I think he got the confidence that he has those numbers. But I agree, I believe him because I have listened even to some of the people who have moved, who are not even members of Kenya Kwanzaa, mm. but who have been promised goodies. Mm. Some of them are in a dilemma situation as we speak. They are saying, if we don't support this bill, the things that we have been told would be started in our constituencies are likely to suffer. Mm-hmm. And so what do I do? Now, if a member who was not elected in Kenya Kwanzaa can speak like that, mm. then what of members who are elected? In? So those of us who have been around, mm. I, we have seen this. In 2013, when Jubilee 1 came into power, and I want to be very to distinguish the two. Mm. When Jubilee 1 came to power, there was the so-called tyranny of numbers. You are suggesting, you are suggesting mm. that Kenya Kwanzaa is Jubilee 2. No, Jubilee mm. 2 was uh, the, what, what now they are, uh, they are uh, calling handshake. Mm. That's two. Yeah. So yeah. now Jubilee 1, mm. which was uh, purely run by Uhuru and Ruto, I remember that um, the members came with this clarion call, tyranny of numbers. And many of them believed that a lot was going to happen in their constituencies. Mm-hmm. Towards the tail end, most of them were regretting. They were like, what have we been, why have we been <laughs> supporting this government? And we, we have seen it even in the in Jubilee 2. Mm. Let me tell you, chances that you will benefit so much if country is not run properly are very low. Like right now, I'm uh, very sympathetic to some of my colleagues mm. who have been promised even on earth that surely they will get huge developments. In fact, some of them are here even saying, after this road, ibarabara kutoka huku mbaka huku, itakuwa tamakt. Mina wangalia, nasema, lack of experience is a big, big problem. So those of us who have been around for a while, we know. For you to even get 10 million put in Kenyan budget, it's, you have to sweat. It's a tall order. And even after it's been put in the budget, for it to for actually, it to actually be, be implemented, for processes to be concluded <laughs> and have that, you know, like there is a road in my constituency. This road you know very well. I know that road very well. This road even was tendered From given... From going yes, onward. Mm-hmm. It was even given to a contractor. <laughs> but it was not started. In fact, the contractor went to site but could not start work. So one time, I was at State House with the president. Mm. And then I told President, Your Excellency, I want to call a national prayer day mm. in my constituency. And I want you to be 
to prepare a Bible to read. Mm. So in, what are you talking about? You cannot give me a project in my, even bring a contract with no money. Mm. So yes, what is the, at that point, <laughs> the contractor needed 280 million. The government released 316 million. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I left State House, I reached my office. Immediately, I, left, I took like that 30 minutes. Mm. On my way along Gong Road, the PS was calling me. We have released 316. And truly, they released. Mm -hmm. And the road was started. 14 kilometers. Work was done day and night. Where is the work now? <laughs> what do you mean? It has stopped. The contractor has removed most of the equipment. What do you mean? And he was road. given money. He's, he's saying he has done 14 kilometers almost to near completion. Uh -huh. He's demanding so much from the government. And by the way, what I hear is saying, it's not even that road alone. There was another one in Gomez. There was another one. He has not been paid. So the truth, what I'm trying to say is before you get persuaded with these sweet words, the sugary-coated words, please be careful. If the economy is not functioning, you will not get that little that if, we promised. Are you, you telling know, your colleagues these things? We, I tell them every often, and then they, who listens? You know, they think they know. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's another bill which was tabled yesterday in Parliament. Mm -hmm. This is another bad news. There was another bill which was tabled for first reading yesterday mm -hmm. by the majority leader mm -hmm. to amend Public Finance Act, PFM Act. Mm -hmm. the, do you know what this bill is trying to do? No. Can I read Please. for you? The debt ceiling. Now they want to call it the debt limit. The debt ceiling. It's not good. They're, they're saying threshold, which is okay. Okay. The debt threshold. Mm. And they are saying they are deleting the words limit and substituting therefore the words set threshold. That okay. Parliament shall set a threshold. threshold. But then they insert another very curious amendment, very serious, that by inserting the following proviso at the end of the sentence, provided that if at any time the cabinet secretary is unable to maintain the public debt threshold, mm as required under this uh, subsection mm. or the regulations made there under the cabinet secretary shall submit a written report to parliament explaining the cause of the breach on the threshold and provide a time-bound remedial plan what these guys are doing is to take away the power of parliament so he can assembly. exceed that threshold as long as he comes to explain and, and write and just and doing a report explaining that i had to pass uh, to pass the press threshold, threshold and this is what i to can do, i will do about because it. you know we had um, some salary to pay is it this not the same thinking that we saw when we had this very contentious issue of parastatals that needed to be sold for whatever reason exactly. by passing parliament yes. and that only cabinet now yes. would have the authority to do so and, we, and the noise we made now i'm told they are backtracking mm -hmm. today i have just read somewhere that the president has now said that should be the parliament must be involved yeah. now there is no democracy in the world where parliament is not involved in that ceiling that you could just go beyond the ceiling and report to parliament you are not even seeking authority by the way Mm -mm. You are not thinking the approval. You're passing information. You pass. And then you, you come the back later mm -hmm. and say, you know, by the way, we yeah, did right. this and this and you that. You told me I cannot spend beyond, I can bor not yes. borrow beyond this amount. Yes. I did. I had to. I had to. So because so the there, way, was, uh, there was some flood. But mm. Mishmeo, why Somewhere. do I get this impression that what you've just read is not for the present, it's to deal with the past? It could be to deal with the past and also, yes. but, but let me tell you, what I see, you know, right now, See, I told you that the debt stock is at 9.39. Yeah. Yes. 
in the end by the end of this month it will not be less than 9.7 already we are at 94 percent of, of the 10 trillion yeah. yes. now they want to put it mm -hmm. at 60 i have got the information why this was necessary mm -hmm. they are saying that debt now they're changing the description of the limit yes. from 10 trillion from absolute figure yes they are now attaching it to gdp that the debt threshold should be 55 percent of gdp as we speak we are at 60 percent of gdp as we speak as we speak so it means that amendment of 55 percent of gdp is superfluous and does not make sense yeah. so what they are going to tell you that's why they are bringing this amendment mm. so that when they go beyond 55 which we, they have already we've already gone anyway, beyond they'll yes, explain they will tell you already the other previous government had put us like they <laughs> say, they say always so we had to no choice we have to borrow more to meet our obligations mm. and so we are bust and after all we can explain why. yes so they are not coming to seek for approval to go beyond 55 percent mm. they will be informing parliament but they will be providing a report but which country is like that you yes. said something that is very very um substantial today yes that the executive and we saw it we saw it in the uhuru administration we are seeing it in the root administration the executive basically runs parliament we've seen it happen what the executive is doing is coming and being able to exert itself on parliament and very rarely are members of parliament especially those if the executive has the majority in parliament are they able to push back it's the same thing that's happening now but you can also see politically we the reality of our politics is that when people are electing ruto they elect ruto and they give him mps and it's the same thing that happens even when your party leader is campaigning he says give me people this, to work with these people so that when i go to state house i have people to work with so sort of we have given that political party leader some extra political power over the other leaders that we've elected and that's why when ruto are you asking when ruto is speaking like this in narok is because he feels that he has got the political power and the political Absolutely. backing of the people mm. and these other people are junior in terms of even political power and influence <laughs> eric there's also who could tell them mm -hmm. you are in parliament because of, of me, me. Yes. Mm. if it was Raila, he'd be having the same same kind of power over leaders in parliament how can we change this? why do you saying he would have power he he does yes i'm saying if you if you was in president yes we're doing exactly the same thing yes yeah i agree with you but well in terms of um political leaders mm -hmm. or parties fighting to have numbers it's not unique to kenya even in the u.s the nature republicans of politics. and democrats would always want majority in both houses yeah but you see it reaches a point where you negotiate like what biden did just the other day with the republicans on the debt ceiling what the problem we have at the moment parliament has also uh, lived to its uh, expectations at times in this country but it has been going down and down with time i remember i've been in this parliament from the 10th parliament that parliament was probably the best and it was good because it was a clear split almost 50 50. pnu and odm then and i would tell you pnu stroke wiper that time it was called odm kenya mm. and then odm so we were checking each other 
counterchecking each other. And that is why at the time you saw a lot of scandals being unearthed, the Tokyo, all these issues, the mm. maze scandal, mm. all that. It was because we were checking each other. The moment you get uh, corruption on our side, we also look for corruption on our <laughs> side, which was working very well for Kenyans mm. because it was keeping uh, everybody on toes. Everybody on toes. Mm. And now, come to 11th Parliament, even though we were minority as court, but we held Jubilee 1 to account on a number of issues, including the security laws. Mm. We didn't just let it pass. And that time we had even fewer numbers. Last parliament has been castigated. But I will tell you there are two sticking and outstanding uh, stellar performance by that parliament. Mm -hmm. Probably that has not been highlighted. One was the one that I've just spoken about. This one on VAT or petroleum. Mm. If it were not for parliament, it would be at 16% today. And we even rejected it and took it to zero. Why it not presidents uh, for president veto power, which has been given by the people of Kenya anyway. Mm. But the other stand, outstanding one, do you know that in the 12th parliament, for the first time, is where we returned budget of government to be reworked again by the treasury. When we felt it was not capturing the moment, it was a budget that was prepared business as usual yet we were in a COVID, in COVID era. era and we returned it we said we are not even going to make amendments to this budget go and do it again and it was taken back and that was we an agreement between even those of us who were supporting uhuru that time mm. we said no actually i was in the budget committee i led uh, the rebellion against that budget it did not even come to uh, parliament. We just reported to Parliament that we have returned the budget to mm. the Treasury. So that was positive, sorry. How I wish the same could happen in the 12th, the, the 13th, 13th Parliament. What are the options? Um, because, again, I mean, the, the word has been used. It's, it looks like it's a done deal already in terms of what happens over the next couple of days in Parliament. What then happens thereafter? What are the options for those who vehemently oppose this and may not, it may, their, their opposition may not see the light of day? The, what yes. happens after that? What is the recourse? First, the members who are opposed to this, who are listening to Kenyans, must make sure that we do whatever it takes. To oppose it whether we succeed or not we cannot give up mm. two yes i know it may go the route of the judicial uh, arbitration most likely mm. because there are a lot of clauses here that are completely in my view unconstitutional yeah. one of them is what has been talked widely about this uh, housing levy a levy is not a tax mm. a levy can be compulsory or uh, discretionary mm. or you can voluntary uh, voluntary mm. if it is voluntary perfect allow those kenyans who feel the government can get them houses to contribute to that fund but if you are making it compulsory then i must benefit directly like nssf like nhif mm. but where benefit is not coming to me directly and you're forcing me to pay it becomes a tax mm. it's no longer live that is a tax mm. if they want to tax us let them just say we are imposing three percent tax on every employee that if have you asked this government that you want a house no and even if you wanted a house have they explained to you how you'll get that house why are they taking my money and you know they're making a moral argument now mm -hmm. out of an economic uh, issue policy this is an economic policy stop saying that you people who are able should help others then <laughs> you take us to church and preach to us if we get converted i will accept 
But don't force me. You cannot force me with philanthropy. I have built so many houses for my my constituents, mm. people who cannot manage. I have done it out of free will. But don't force me by taking my money that you are going to build houses and I don't even know yeah. who is going to do it. So in short, if this the, all these avenues will have failed, uh. then the people of Kenya must, must get to the streets speak. and speak to their president. Mm. You know, I don't know why they are not listening. If Alwale goes to Kakamega mm. in a funeral which is spontaneous mm. and tries to sell this agenda and the ordinary people who are not even earning a salary say no. The who, who else is he going to listen to? Who else? Look at even Narok. If you watched the president's speech and his deputy, mm. were people cheering when they were talking about this tax, mm. this bill? People were just quiet. I watched another clip when Igashago was speaking in, 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 in Kambani. Kambani. You could see he's speaking to himself. <laughs> people are not with him. I mean, as a politician, <coughs> as you a leader, myself, the by the way, when I'm talking to my constituents and I say something and they are quiet, uh, I'm usually very worried. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time.